You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by Xmark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at xmark.com and Crest Commercial. Introducing the 8-Minute Cyber System, the industry's first truly game-changing innovation in commercial battery-powered OPE. Professional landscapers can now replace their gas Powered equipment without sacrificing performance, power, or runtime. For more information or to find a Crest dealer near you, visit Crest.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 432, entitled, Equip Expo Was a Huge Success. Well, hello, everybody. The Godfather is in the house. Uh, (laughs) Just uh, had a a fantastic week here in... uh, the Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky, or Louisville, Kentucky, I think it's properly uh, pronounced. And uh, that's a Godfather theme. I'm laughing because uh, during the whole time there at Equip Expo, uh, multiple people, uh, when they'd see me, they'd come up to me and they'd, you know, be uh, very nice and uh, friendly and, you know, uh, saying, you know, it's nice to see me and glad that I could make it to the show. And they'd always refer to me as the Godfather, the Godfather of podcasting. So I thought that was just hilarious because it happened multiple times with different people in different scenarios. And if they were around other people that didn't know me or hadn't heard of me, they'd like be trying to explain who I was enthusiastically saying, this guy's like the godfather of podcasting. He was doing it before anybody. So it was just absolutely hilarious to be, uh, you know, hearing people's uh, reactions to that. And uh, it was actually kind of uh, a little bit uh, embarrassing at the same time because I just, you know, I'm that uh, introverted personality and stuff. So uh, to have, uh, you know, people kind of making a big deal at, you know, certain times and stuff uh, when I'd uh, run into them uh, was just kind of like, okay, okay, like tone it down (laughs) sort of thing. But it was just kind of funny, uh, that whole uh, Godfather thing. I think I need to put that like on a t-shirt or something. The Godfather of podcasting. That would be hilarious. Uh, At any rate, uh, the Equip Expo was an absolute huge success. That is the common theme that I heard from everybody that this was the biggest and the best expo they had ever been to. And uh, I have to agree, it was uh, absolutely uh, awesome all around. just fantastic. There was a little bit of rain um, on one day, uh, so that kind of put a slight damper, depending on your, uh, you know, uh, how you uh, roll uh, with the outdoor demo area. Uh, but other than that, uh, it was uh, absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, so many uh, great people to uh, you know be able to uh, meet face-to-face for the very first time, um, you know, just walking down the halls, going from uh, uh, booth to booth on the indoors. I filmed a ton of content, a ton of uh, the booth uh, interview type uh, videos that I did uh, the last time that I was at uh, the Equip, or as it was called at the time, GIE Expo in 2019. Uh, Just trying to give you guys that couldn't make it to the expo, a uh, a taste of what it's like, and to be able to see, uh, you know, the products and the new uh, equipment, um, you know, for yourselves there, uh, kind of in a sort of virtual uh, sort of uh, uh, a way, right? Uh, so I got to do a bunch of interviews, uh, get to interview a bunch of representatives from uh, all different uh, companies and have them walk through their product lines. Uh, So I'll have a ton of videos coming out. Uh, One of them I already put out and is available for you guys if you want to check out. And it actually... uh, 
is relevant to a recent podcast when I talked about uh you know, what type of vehicle to pick for your uh, lawn care business. That episode apparently struck a chord with a lot of you guys because I've gotten uh, quite a bit of comments from people on uh, how timely that episode was and how uh, helpful it was uh, for people listening uh, to that uh, particular episode. Uh, So I made sure when I was at uh, the Equip Expo to uh, do one of my tour booth videos of the super lawn trucks. Uh, and uh, those were absolutely uh, very cool to see. These are uh, purpose-built um, box-style trucks, a Suzu platform, uh, box-style uh, trucks. And uh, they had a solar lawn truck version and then a non-solar version that had uh, on-board uh, fueling stations uh, as well. So it was pretty cool. The, 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 soup, the, the solar lawn truck version literally had 10 solar panels on the roof, an inverter on the inside. It had uh, 500 kilowatt uh, battery, lithium batteries built in. Uh, you could plug it in overnight and charge those batteries, and then the solar panels would maintain it during the day. Uh, you could have all of your battery-powered equipment in there charging up uh, during the day. It had a fridge and a microwave uh, on that as well. A uh, very cool um, uh, dumper box in the front of it. Uh, just a whole bunch of really cool features. Uh, the non-solar version was a more of a stripped-down version of a box truck without, of course, any of the solar or any of the batteries or any of that stuff. But what it had that was kind of cool uh, was it had uh, two fuel tanks uh, with matched uh, pumps on them. So I had one larger tank for regular fuel um, with a, uh, you know, regular nozzle sort of fuel pump on it. And then a smaller uh, version as well, although it was still pretty, pretty large uh, for your mixed fuel. So basically you could pull your mowers and trimmers up to it and refuel right there off of the side of the truck. Uh, So that was fantastic. And uh, the person there was saying how the pumps were matched. So the mixed fuel pump was a a lot um, less powerful so that uh, you can fill things like your weed trimmers and stuff like that without overflowing. Um, And then uh, the other just straight fuel one obviously had a higher flow rate uh, pump on it so that you could fuel bigger mowers and stuff uh, a lot quicker. So very, very cool. That video is already out on my YouTube channel. Make sure you go and check that out. Super Lawn Trucks. I've already got my second video uh, already all edited and ready to go. I literally just finished uh, editing that uh, before uh, hitting record on this episode. And it is uh, the tour booth video uh, of uh, the uh, Xmark uh, booth and all of the very cool uh, mowers, that Xmark uh, will be putting out. Uh, so just briefly, a, a quick little uh, walkthrough with that. Uh, of course, uh, Xmark has that uh, commercial 30V series. So I got to see that in person. Uh, and that thing is beastly, of course. Uh, not that I wasn't uh, uh, not expecting that because, you know, of course, I own the gas version and I've used the gas version for the past uh, three years up until uh, this summer when I transitioned to 21-inch uh, uh, battery-powered mowers. And I'm doing, uh, you know, my testing on those now. Uh, but uh, the uh, commercial 30 is exactly like the commercial 21 in that it is the exact same mower as the gas version, except for the power plant. Now, uh, unlike the gas versions of the commercial 21 and the commercial 30, where they share the same Kawasaki FJ180 uh, motor on the battery platforms, they have an entirely different beast on the uh, commercial 30 V series. Uh, that particular unit is just massive looking, uh, the uh, electric motor on that. And uh, that uh, particular mower comes with three 10 amp hour batteries. Uh, so just to put in perspective, the commercial 21 V series comes with two 7.5 amp hour batteries and it runs off of one battery at a time. The uh, commercial 30 has three uh, battery ports on it and 
10 amp hour batteries is what it comes with. So uh, just absolute uh, beast of a mower that thing was. Uh, just looked absolutely fantastic, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, at some point I will be able to uh, get my hands on one of those uh, to do some testing on that. Uh, along that battery theme for Xmark, they also had on display a uh, residential uh, Quest uh, zero-turn mower. Quest is uh, like their homeowner um uh, line of uh, zero turns. Uh, so they had a battery version of that that uses six uh, batteries in the back or can hold up to six batteries in the back. I guess the more batteries you put in it, uh, the longer uh, the runtime. Uh, so they had that, uh, and uh, they're talking about how uh, with uh, battery, they're able to do some neat things like obviously include lights and stuff, but also uh, your controls, uh, you can control independently the wheel speed, uh, you can also control the blade speed independently from the wheels, or traditionally with like a gas power motor. If you're going to, uh, you know, change the uh, blade tip speed, you would roll down the throttle. But then that also is going to make your uh, forward, you know, propel system of your wheels slow down as well. Where on electric, because they're independent motors on each of those things, they can be independently controlled. So you can have uh, the blade uh, tip speed uh, different versus uh, whether you want the ground speed different. So it was uh, pretty neat to see uh, that. And then, of course, to round it uh, off there, uh, they had uh, the Laser Z uh, V-Series as well. And this is obviously their full commercial uh, battery-powered version of their uh, popular and uh, iconic uh, Laser Z uh, zero-turn mower. That thing was an absolute uh, beast uh, of a looking mower as well. Then we turned our attention to some gas-powered uh, mowers that they had on display. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, of course, that they had there, I did actually film this one in the, the booth uh, sort of walk-around uh, video because we we're focusing on sort of newer products. But, uh, of course, they had the uh, tried and tested turf tracer uh, in the back. I did a separate little uh, phone video on that one. It's just a fantastic unit. Fantastic to see that the Turf Tracer uh, line is still going strong. Just fantastic uh, overall uh, mower. Uh, so much versatility in that Turf Tracer line to be able to do so much, uh, you know, hills or flat, do big properties or small properties. Uh, just, you know, you guys know how much I love my uh, 2009 Turf Tracer. So it was cool to see, uh, you know, the 2024 basically or 2023 version of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, just an absolute uh, epic uh, uh, lineup, uh, those, those Turf Tracers. Then we went to some stand-on mowers and they had uh, their Vertex line. So a little bit of a refresh here with uh, the Starus uh, lineup now uh, disappeared in terms of uh, how we know it. It still looks the same. It still looks like a Starus uh, mower, but it's now called the Vertex So basically they just did a refresh to make the... Um, the old Starus models, uh, if you remember, they had um, the uh, Starus models came out and then a year or so later, they revamped um, the larger Starus mowers uh, and changed them to the Vertex uh, mowers. So uh, the Vertex mowers had a little bit of a different look, a little bit of different theming in terms of like the color of the fuel tanks and things like that. So they basically just did a refresh on uh, the small frame Starises that they still kept around, uh, the 32 and the 36 inch model. Of course, uh, uh, they got rid of the uh, four-point uh, height adjustment, uh, that manual height adjustment. So uh, they only have the single-point height adjustment system now on the smaller uh, 32 and 36. Uh, and they rebranded, of course, called it the Vertex now. They got the uh, gas tank used to be gray on the Starus. Now it's black. 
the front cladding or hood area that lifts up for belt uh, maintenance and stuff is now black. Basically, just putting it in line so that it looks like uh, it is part of that same family of uh, Vertex mowers, uh, just to keep it the same and, uh, along the whole line. So uh, that got that refresh on uh, those 32s. They also uh had the uh, 54 inch vertex uh, on there and was talking about some things uh, that they've done to that mower as well uh just to make some things easier for uh, operators uh he was showing uh, the motor there uh, a Kawasaki mower, how it has some magnetic uh, engine covers on it that pop off so that you can blow off any uh, debris and stuff that gets on the top of your motor, uh, like the fins and stuff to clear it off so that you ensure good cooling. And then the little magnetic covers kind of snap back on. Uh, the platform um, is a much wider than the competition. And they added sort of these angled steps on the corners, the, in, the outside corners of that platform. He was talking about hill stability and how you know, a lot of guys when they're uh, riding uh, a stand-on mower and trying to do sort of like a slope or something, they're basically almost like rolling their uh, ankle of their outside leg, uh, trying to stand on the inside edge to kind of, uh, you know, uh, maintain uh, the track there. And uh, so they built in these steps on an angle. So basically you can be comfortable, have your foot flat there on that little angled step on each side. Uh, when you're mowing slopes and corners and stuff. And then they also uh, uh, made some little touches as well, uh, like on the height adjustment lever uh, where you put in um, the pin for uh, your height adjustment. They found that uh, the traditionally all of the uh, measurements or numbers on what your height adjustment is uh, was on the outside of the mower and guys would have to be leaning out and over to see where they're putting their height adjustment. So they also added a decal on the inside of that uh, a track there that that lever goes up and down so that you can see the height adjustments uh, equally as easily from standing on the uh, operator platform um, as you would from you know outside of the mower. So lots of little uh, changes and differences there. Uh, it also included a, uh, a jack mount on the front uh, so that you can uh, easily attach a optional jack to the front of the mower and, uh, you know, easily and uh, safely lift the mower up to do things like blade changes and, uh, you know, under deck maintenance and stuff like that. And then uh, they also showed off the 72-inch uh, Vertex stand-on mower. This thing, that it was an absolute beast. I can't even imagine uh, using a 72-inch stand-on mower. Just absolutely uh, crazy. Uh, and uh, they're showing their really large uh, rear tires on this. Uh, this is Xmark's version of basically uh, what some other brands have done with dual wheels on the back of uh, stand-on mowers for things like you know extreme hill stability, uh, or if you're in um, you know areas where maybe the ground is softer and you need that extra float ability uh, of a larger surface of a tire uh, so that you're not getting stuck and not getting, um, you know, rutting out and stuff like that. Uh, so they're showing that and, and talking about why they went with a single really large wheel versus having a dual wheel design like some other brands. And uh, basically it comes down to just being able to uh, change the wheel out really easily with the four lug nuts that are on the 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 wheel there. Uh, you undo the four lug nuts and the wheel comes right off and you can basically put the original uh, wheel back on, uh, the original width wheel back on just as quickly and easily as four bolts. Uh, and basically it's something that could be, if you needed to, done on the fly in your trailer, on the side of, uh, you know, the road or whatever the case may be. If you're switching out, uh, you know, going to a different property and, you know, for whatever reason you need the bigger wheels or you need the smaller wheels that you could literally just, you know, uh, change it, change it out very, very quickly uh, versus the dual wheel options, which on those mowers, there's a lot more moving parts with that, and it's not something that you would uh, change out. In fact, um, 
you know, they mentioned that, and I, you know, easily or, uh, you know, immediately remembered a conversation I had with another manufacturer uh, in 2019 that had uh, the dual wheel option. And I asked them that if, you know, if you could be uh, changed out. And they said it can if, you know, uh, you've got the time, but it's not something that you would really want to do, um, you know, to swap it out. You know, if you're putting the dual wheel on, you're, you're, pretty much going to stay stay with the dual wheel because it's just a lot more effort involved in in you know switching that out it's not like you can just remove the outside wheel or anything like that uh, because of how you know the hubs and wheels and stuff are all connected and stuff so uh to see x mark you know basically go with the same idea um but you know, thinking about those pain points with that and kind of changing it up uh, to do, uh, you know, just a really large, deep single wheel uh, to make uh, that sort of stuff, uh, you know, uh, possible uh, and easier to do uh, was really neat. Uh, So uh, with that, uh, the XMark booth, uh, obviously they had some of their Z-Turf equipment in there as well. And, uh, you know, a bunch of their... uh, regular gas zero turn mowers uh and uh, you know the usual uh lineup there of just absolutely uh, you know fantastic uh Xmark uh, mowers and I had a great time there seeing them as well and chatting with them uh on the Thursday uh, of the event um I went to do a booth takeover at the Xmark booth and uh because I was um Going to the Equip Expo late, basically, I, um, in the sense that I made the decision to go to the Expo uh, late, um, uh, basically, they had some booth takeovers already scheduled. And uh, so then when I decided to go uh, do uh, the Expo, uh, Xmark uh, asked me if I'd be interested in uh you know, uh, going to one of the uh, booth takeovers and they basically said, you know, we got them go, we got these three booth takeovers happening and, uh, take your pick. You can go, you know, you can, uh, we'll add you to any one of these, whichever one uh, you want. So I looked at the first one and it was, uh, uh, Brian and, uh, uh Brian Fullerton. And, uh, the second one, uh, was, uh, Paul Jameson. And then uh, the third one um, uh, was uh, Keith Kalfas, Jason Creel, uh, and I'm uh, sorry, and there was there was some other people. I just can't remember them off the top of my head uh, with Paul and with uh, Brian. Uh, but that third day, I remember that one clearly because it was uh, Jason Creel and um, Keith Kalfas and Ollie uh, Poole. And I just remember thinking, hey, I've met Brian a bunch of times. Uh, I've met Paul a bunch of times, but I've never met uh, Keith Kalfas and I've never met uh, Jason Creel. I've interviewed them both uh, on my podcast. I've just never met them in person. And for me, like a lot of you guys uh, probably listening, Keith Kalfas was a huge uh, inspiration to me, uh, especially to do content and stuff like that. Uh, so I was like, I'll, I'll take the third day because, you know, just to be able to, uh, uh, be beside, uh, Keith and, um, uh, Jason, uh, and no, uh, uh, disrespect to Ollie Poole, of course, a fantastic uh, guy as well. Uh, but, uh, with, uh, just the fact that I interviewed, uh, Jason and, uh, Keith, uh, in the past and never got to meet them, uh, to be there standing with them. And I literally got stand in between both of them. So that was, <laughs> that was, uh, absolutely awesome for an hour, uh, to be, uh, standing with them and just to see, uh, the reception that those guys get, um, from, uh, you know, people lining up to see them. There was some funny kind of incidents that happened, uh, there as well with, uh, with the crowd and stuff. Xmark was given some freebies. Uh, so those clearly, uh, people in the crowd there, uh, that, um, uh, you know, had no clue who we are. Uh, I would expect that for me because <laughs> you know, there'd be a lot of people that wouldn't know just being a podcast mainly and all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, with, uh, you know, uh, there was people there that, you know, didn't even know who Keith was or Jason and stuff. And uh, so that was, 
kind of funny. We were all kind of like having a chuckle because they were clearly there for the free swag. Uh, and uh, it was just kind of funny. Uh, so uh, at any rate, that was a fun um, a fun experience I had never done uh, or taken part of a, a booth uh, takeover. Of course, uh, this being only the second time I had been to Equip. Uh, so it was uh, pretty cool uh, to be a part of uh, and just to uh you know kind of uh, feel uh, involved in the show in that sort of aspect uh so i'm just going to take a quick break and then uh, we'll get back right into it right after this so stay tuned summer showers dust that chokes acres that just won't end xmark knows the job of a landscape professional isn't an easy one that's why we've crafted a legendary line of mowers built to overcome any obstacle so you're ready to close the deal and finish the job, like you always do. Cut from the same red metal as your Xmark mower, you aren't just good at this. You were built for this. Cress is leading the transition from gas-powered lawn equipment for professional use with the industry's first truly game-changing innovation in battery-powered OPE. The Cress 8-Minute Cyber System allows Cress-made 60-volt batteries to fully charge in 8 minutes or less. Now, professional landscapers can replace their gas-powered equipment without sacrificing performance, power, or runtime. And with a full line of equipment benchmarked against gas-powered products, landscapers can finally take Take charge of their business and make the switch to battery. For more information or to find a dealer near you, visit Cress.com. Cress, we power the professionals. Okay, so speaking of Cress, uh, that was uh, one of the... Uh other booths uh, that I got to uh, visit and, of course, uh, meet uh, some of the uh, Cress uh, representatives in person. I had met them uh, before. For the first time I met them was uh, at last year's Equip Expo, uh, even though I wasn't there. I <laughs> was uh, talking to them um over uh, just messaging and uh, ended up getting to do a uh, FaceTime uh, booth tour with them during last year's uh, Equip Expo. And uh, then obviously uh, uh, stayed in touch with them, uh, talking back and forth over the the past year. And uh, of course, uh, being able to, uh, you know, now uh, be able to uh, get my hands on some of their equipment and do some testing for you guys to see... uh, you know, how this stuff uh, works out. So it was fantastic to uh, be able to uh, meet them in person. Uh, although because I had done uh, a, a few, quite a few actually, uh, FaceTime calls with them on uh, more than one occasion, uh, it felt like I had already knew them, recognized them right away uh, and all that. So that was, uh, you know, just a great opportunity as well. Uh, to spend some sort of uh, FaceTime quality time sort of thing uh, with them, getting to know the product, getting to know them. And uh, that was great. Uh, they uh, was another booth there that I got to do a full booth tour with them talking about uh, some of their new products uh, that they're launching. Uh, and they've got a bunch of stuff coming out Um from Cress, uh, just absolutely fantastic, super exciting. Uh, they had, I've talked about that whole cyber tank system, uh, that big large, uh, battery charger that you can mount in your vehicle uh, and basically charge that up ahead of time and then put your Crest batteries throughout the day on that and it'll charge them you know multiples of times uh, in that crazy eight minute uh, charge cycle. Uh, Well they had there a basically a cyber tank mini which was really neat. It was basically uh, it looked exactly the same as the rapid charger that I have, uh, if you've seen that. Uh, so, but it was just a different color. It was like silver. Uh, so basically, uh, what this was, and it was like the same, like literally it looked exactly the same as the, the, the rapid charger, but how it worked was they said that they're coming out with another battery that is like the large 11 amp hour batteries that you guys have seen in my videos for like the backpack blower and the mower. 
but it'll be a much bigger capacity. Uh, so basically what you do is you take that battery, that bigger battery, and you put it on this little mini cyber tank. And this is portable. And then it allow you to charge your other batteries off of that bigger battery uh, that fits on this particular unit. Uh, so that was very cool uh, to see, uh, you know, their kind of solution of like a mini cyber tank, uh, which will be perfect for uh, smaller companies, uh, you know, maybe single owner operators, things like that. If you're not needing a huge cyber tank that, you know, you don't need to charge your batteries 20 times in a day sort of thing. Uh, but maybe you need one or two charges more of your battery uh, to get through a typical day. Uh, then this will be sort of the solution for that uh, to be able to have this one like larger battery that charges. And then you can take that with you and charge the smaller batteries off of that in that, you know, eight minute charge cycle time. So super excited about that. I think that'll be uh, fantastic for smaller businesses like mine uh, to be able to go full, uh, you know, uh, battery without having to worry about anything uh, in terms of, uh, you know, charging and stuff and, you know, not having to have a whole uh, load of batteries if you don't want to invest in a, a cyber tank. Uh, the other thing uh, that they have on display there uh, that was just like, like blow my mind sort of thing was they had another backpack blower. Uh, so this is not going to replace the current backpack blower that I have, uh, but it'll be in addition to. So just like the current backpack blower is on the same level as an Echo PB770 or like a BR700 for a still gas blower equivalent at, you know, the current one is 35 newtons of force or, and, uh, uh, I believe it's 900 CFM. Uh, they had this, uh, one on display there that is 41 newtons of force that is insanity you're talking like pb 9010 power out of a, a battery powered backpack blower uh or like a uh you know like a steel br 800 whatever steel's biggest blower is uh, like in that range uh for a battery powered backpack blower uh so that's going to be coming out uh within uh, the next year so just crazy to say to see so like i said uh, it's not replacing the current one it's just going to be in addition to uh just like many um gas powered blowers have different uh power versions uh, so they are just adding to their lineup so just crazy to see uh, the stuff they're coming out with uh, they're also uh, uh, putting out a uh, curve shaft uh, edger uh commercial grade cur curve shaft edger for people that prefer that over the straight shaft edger uh they're also putting out uh, another thing that uh, people have been um, always asking me if i knew any information on uh but basically an attachment capable uh power head so like a combi or a pass type system uh, with uh, you know the full attachments available for that including uh a bristle broom and paddle broom uh, to be able to do, um, you know, cleanups and stuff like that with uh, those types of tools. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was absolutely uh, cool. They have um, a bunch of extending pole saws. I think one that went like 18 feet in the air. It extended to basically like the little chainsaw head on a big extending uh, pole saw. Uh, they had a whole flavor of... Uh, uh, extended uh, hedge trimmer, uh, ones with like fixed pole hedge trimmers, some that extended and some that had the articulating head. Uh, so another, you know, great uh, a bunch of tools coming out uh, that will be absolutely fantastic. They had, uh, have another version of the uh, commercial string trimmer, but a lighter weight version of that coming out as well. Uh, they had a top handle chainsaw coming out, uh, you know, something like uh, that Arborist would use, uh, but it had a another, again with batteries, a proprietary battery um, 
technology that they're coming out with completely different than the other Crest batteries, but still the same in terms of performance and all that, but different in terms of very lightweight uh, to be able to be used comfortably uh, in sort of that top handle chainsaw kind of application. Um, you know, if you're an arborist on top of the tree, you don't want to have a super heavy uh, chainsaw. Uh, so to have a very lightweight battery that performs the same. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see. And then to kind of round it out, uh, they had on display a two-stage snowblower uh, coming as well. Uh, so just another fantastic, and that thing looked exactly uh, like my uh, two-stage snowblower that I currently have, my Craftsman two-stage snowblower, uh, in size and and construction and everything and how it worked and the handles and all that it looked just like that but in a battery powered version uh, so very cool to see uh, and some of the neat little enhancements they made on that uh, particular unit uh, was uh, absolutely uh, great to see uh, Crest just crushing it with as you know that uh, battery powered uh, some of the offerings that they have there uh, just really exciting to see uh, you know you know that type of stuff uh, so uh, working my way through uh, the expo of course seeing lots of other vendors uh, of course I mentioned the super lawn trucks uh, the X mark booth the crest booth of course uh, I got to visit um, the uh, still booth. Uh, and yes, it's pronounced still, not steel. Uh, I uh, confirmed that with them. I asked them, uh, you know, what is the proper uh, pronunciation of uh, uh, still? And they said it's a German uh, name and it's actually pronounced still, not steel. Uh, so, w- which is kind of odd because um, I've always thought it was still, uh, but uh, I've actually heard uh, on ads on TV it being pronounced steel. Uh, so it's kind of uh, interesting that uh, there's such a discrepancy there. Uh, but they confirmed in the booth that it is uh, pronounced still. Um, so I got to uh, do a booth tour uh, of their booth and to see all of their uh, very cool uh offerings as well their take on battery equipment uh so that'll be another video that will be coming out uh, another booth that I got to uh, visit uh, was Greenworks Commercial. Uh, I got to do a, a walk around tour with them as well. And their uh, stand on mower offerings were very cool uh, to see um, their Optimus line uh, of stand on mowers. They had some really neat uh, machines as well uh, using uh, basically uh, Chatamo uh, connectors uh, to charge their uh, stand-on mowers. Now, Chatamo is a connector that some uh, electric cars use, um, and uh, they also had... Uh, True to my prediction, uh, with the Crest and their cyber tank system, when I saw that cyber tank system last year, I said, uh, you know, on this podcast, and I've said other times that I see other companies copying that. And sure enough, uh, when, uh, you know, uh, I saw something very similar, um, at the uh, the uh, Greenworks commercial uh, booth, uh, it looked very industrial. It looked like one of those like um, uh, truck mounted toolboxes uh, that go in the back, and not, uh, not the kind that kind of rest on top of the bed sides, kind of like in that weird kind of T shape. But the ones that you see that are just like a a big steel crate, um, it looked kind of like that with some digital controls on the side. And then it had the big cable with the Chatamo connector that connects to, um, you know, the front of the, the or the, wherever the mower port was uh, to do fast charging on the mower itself. Uh, and I asked them about that. I said, hey, that looks like a Chatamo connector. Like that's what my, uh, that uh, electric car that I bought uh, for my kids to commute to a university and stuff uses and uh, they're like yes it is chatamo and yes if you needed to you could use this uh you know storage battery pack to charge an electric car if you had to uh so i thought that was kind of neat to to see but uh their line of their uh, 
commercial uh, Optimus uh, stand on Barry Morris uh, was very cool. Um, definitely uh, very nice machines. Uh, something I would uh, I would like to test out uh, if possible. That would be uh, really cool to uh, uh, be able to uh, see. Um, you know, uh, with the stand on mores and stuff, uh, just a neat lineup. Uh, one of the other booths I got to uh, check out, of course, was, uh, there were so many, I got to go to Toro and get a tour of Toro. I got to get a tour of Milwaukee's booth. Um, there was just so many, uh, booth tours, uh, that I got, um, uh, you know, to be able to talk to representatives and walk around and, uh, you know, get sort of one on one time with them talking about all the different equipment and all the options and uh, what they have coming out, what's new, all that sort of stuff. And fortunately for you guys, I filmed all of it. Uh, so I got all of these tour booth videos. I will be uh, putting them out uh, on my YouTube channel. Um, as the uh, you know the the days and the weeks go by, uh, putting them out just got the you know the task now of editing it all, uh, each of the videos and putting them out. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was just a, a fantastic time. I also got to do, of course, um, you know, part of the biggest draw to uh, the expo. Of course, is the camaraderie, the um, fellowship. I called it. Um, of lawn care businesses, uh, getting together of friends that you make, uh, to be able to see them, uh, once a year or every few years. And, uh, you know, I got to, um, see a lot of, uh, faces that I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, Jason Ambrose for Ambrose Landscaping, uh, was one of them uh, that I got to see for the first time. I think since 2019, uh, was the last time uh, I saw Jason. So got to uh, talk to him. Uh, for a bit. Jason's always great. He's such a good guy uh, to talk to. He's always got a smile on his face. Uh, he's always happy. Uh, another one with a smile on his face, always happy. Brad Bear, Copper Creek Cuts. Uh, another, uh, you know, great uh, guy to always talk to. Him, I was uh, texting before uh, the uh, expo, uh, just a few days before, saying, hey, are you going to the expo? Uh, you know, I'd like to... Uh, meet up with you and stuff. And he said, yeah, he was going to be there for like a day and a half, uh, in his schedule to uh, get out there. And, uh, so the first day I remember that I hadn't seen him yet. And it was like, you know, he was wanting to be there for a day and a half. So I was like, okay, my, my only chance is like this next day. So it was literally like one o'clock in the morning. I was in my hotel room and I couldn't sleep. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta text them to see like, where is he going to be sort of thing. Right. So I texted him at 1 a.m. and I was like, hey, like, where are you going to be? I need, I need some, you know, some, some Brad Bear in my life <laughs> you know, sort of thing. So I ran into him at the Toro booth uh, the next day and he was like laughing like, hey, I got your email, but I was asleep at one, one o'clock in the morning. I was like, yeah, I know. I was just like, I couldn't sleep. Uh, so I was uh, uh, just, uh, you know, going through and just making sure I touch base with people that I want to, uh, uh, to see and to talk to. Uh, of course, uh, one of uh, my good friends, Paul Camaro, I had the privilege of uh, hanging out with Paul and his employee, uh, Kyle, his young grasshopper, I kept calling him. Uh, and to hear, uh, to see, you know, to meet Kyle, of course, uh, was fantastic. But uh, to hear the high praises that Paul um, uh, gives Kyle to talk about how... Uh, knowledgeable Kyle is, um, you know, in landscaping, in the work that they're doing. And, uh, Paul basically saying that, you know, he guarantees, uh, he's the most knowledgeable, like 22 year old in this industry, uh, and stuff. So that was absolutely awesome to see, uh, the, you know, those young guys, um, with that dedication, uh, and sort of passion, uh, for, uh, you know, landscaping and lawn care and all that sort of stuff, uh, coming up uh, through the ranks and under, uh, such, um, you know, fantastic tutelage, uh, you know, I'll say of like somebody like Paul Camara, uh, to be, uh, you know, able to uh, talk to. So it was fantastic to be able to talk, uh, with Paul, he actually uh, was uh, like my Uber driver uh, for the week. So <laughs> that was very gracious of him uh, to, uh, you know, 
pick me up from my hotel and to, uh, uh, you know, drop me off sometimes uh, at the hotel and stuff and uh, to offer to take me to the... Um, uh, the Yum Center, I think it was called the KFC Yum Center for the rally and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so it was just awesome. That's what I mean by the fellowship, by that sort of the friendship and stuff to have, you know, to get invites from people. Um, I was getting, you know, invites for dinner to meet up uh, with guys during certain meetups and stuff. Um, uh, to meet up with a bunch of them. Uh, of course, um, Cameron from uh, Lawn Care Life in Missouri, uh, got to hang out with him uh, quite a bit as well, um, with uh, Aaron from uh, Lansing Lawn Service, got to see him, uh, from uh, with uh, Scott, um, uh, there's just so many people, uh, just from Red Rock Maintenance, like so many people, um, and like I say, just you just you go, you meet these people, uh, you you interact with them online. Of course, a lot of them are, are content creators and stuff as well. So, you know, it seems a little more uh, interactive because you're you know you're constantly uh, whether you're liking their posts or commenting on Instagram or YouTube videos or whatever the case may be. So you feel a lot uh, more in touch with people like that. And then so to get to see them every couple of years or, you know, yearly or whatever the case may be uh, is uh, just a neat uh, uh, experience uh, and just feels like, like I was telling Jason Ambrose, same thing, right? Uh, that, um, you know, it's been like four years or something since I saw him, but you know, as soon as you see each other, it's like you instantly connect. It's like you haven't been uh, apart for four years. It's like this just camaraderie, this friendship uh, sort of thing. So to be able to see all these guys, I got to meet uh, uh, Johnny from Blades of Grass. That was one that kind of blew my mind as well. Uh, that, um, you know, I've seen his videos. I've been watching him, uh, you know, recently as well very closely because of, he's very into the battery stuff as well and i'm into battery so whenever i'm searching for battery stuff his videos keep popping up uh, so i've been watching uh, his videos uh, and that so to meet him was fantastic as well he was gracious enough uh, when i asked i was doing some uh, some quick videos uh with people like i did in 2019 where i was uh asking attendees uh, a couple questions what you know, draws them to the expo each and every year and what was like their favorite thing uh, that they got to see. Uh, so I keep it basic, just to, you know, those two questions because I don't want, I know what it's like. You're there at the expo, you got so much to do. Uh, so I don't want to, you know, uh, abuse people's time or anything like that. So I got to do a bunch of those as well. Um, just quick little one, two, maybe three questions uh, for people, uh, which I will put together in a montage video, uh, which I think will be pretty fun uh, to see. And uh, Johnny was uh, gracious enough. He was pressed for time. I saw him there uh, filming a video with a brand and he um, had another person waiting on him to go do uh you know like another booth brand video and i just you know i said hi to him and shook his hand and stuff and then i just asked him hey can i ask you two quick questions on camera and stuff and he was kind of at first like uh just because like the other guy's waiting and he's like i said it'll just be really quick just like two seconds like just let me out and he's like okay 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 so then i turned it on and and got to film uh him in that so that was uh, very gracious of him uh to do and i feel honored to have met him uh he's very uh, influential of course and uh, very authentic uh, in his videos and stuff. So very cool to see uh, and to be able to uh, to do that. Um, of course, got to uh, chat uh, with Brian Fullerton uh, and uh, see him as well, see his family, his wife, chatted with his wife. I also got to meet, uh, speaking of wives, uh, when I was doing the uh, booth takeover with Keith Kalfas, I got to meet the wife of Tron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to meet his uh, his lovely wife and uh, their three dogs that they had with them were very chill, very relaxing. And I said to his wife, "Wow, it must be you know great." Actually, both um, 
both people, both Brian and his family and uh, Keith and his family, um, you know, it's kind of neat to see because they get bombarded uh, with people coming up to them with uh, appointments, with, um, you know, uh, meetings and all that sort of stuff when it comes, you know, they're like rock stars uh, when it comes to uh, equip. So uh, with Brian, I knew he drove uh, from Michigan to the expo with his brand new fifth wheel and they camped basically in uh, their hotel, not their hotel, in their uh, fifth wheel. Uh, Usually they stay at hotels and stuff, but because they wanted to bring uh, their children, they actually uh, brought their mother, uh, both mother-in-laws with them as well to help look after uh, the children when they were at the expo uh, because uh, small children uh, were not allowed. Uh, So, I was like, well, that's kind of neat that you're in your RV and stuff because it just makes it way more relaxing to be in uh, a familiar space uh, that you're at, right? So that was kind of neat. And then with Keith, I mentioned to his wife uh, that uh, it's kind of the same scenario that they had their dogs with them. Uh, And I was like, wow, that must be really great for him Uh, with all the attention that he gets uh, with all of the people and, you know, just being pulled in 100 directions to be able to, you know, go back to the hotel and have not only your wife with you, but have your dogs, your, you know, basically, you know, dogs can be like therapy and stuff like that. So to have uh, your dogs to unwind, to relax, to have that uh, little bit of uh, time just would be like, you know, just... (laughs) sort of decompress and and relax and and that sort of stuff but so it was very cool i got invitations from people to go to dinner and all sorts of stuff so it was uh uh, very cool uh all around just a fantastic week um and uh, again like last year um or 2019 uh before uh you know the apocalypse happened uh there with the pandemic and all that sort of stuff i said that when i went to my first one Uh, the GIE Expo in 2019, I said, the only problem with me going, uh, and this was me telling my wife before I left, was that I'm going to want to go every year. I just know. I just know once I go, I'm going to want to go every year. And then, of course, the pandemic happened, and the borders shut down. The Expo closed for one year. Uh, It reopened, but the borders didn't reopen, uh, so I wasn't able to go back. And then last year, just some issues, uh, and wasn't able to make it. Uh, so this was my first year back and I was on the fence, uh, sort of back and forth as I've talked to you guys about, uh, you know, uh, in the, the podcast and stuff, but, uh, I am uh, very happy that I went, it was very good for me, uh, to go, uh, to just, um, to feel, connected again um you know during the the last few years of the pandemic and all that sort of stuff i um have to admit i've felt a bit disconnected from the community i felt a bit isolated uh being here in canada and stuff and not being able to cross the border and stuff during those few years and uh so to be able to go back this was like my first you know, event again, uh, to go back to see all those familiar faces, to be so welcomed by everybody uh, that I ran into um, was absolutely fantastic uh, to be able to, uh, you know, have that uh, opportunity uh, to go. I will, um, I'm thankful for, I'm grateful for uh, being able to, uh, to go through that and to uh, uh, be able to, um, just to be able to do that. Uh, again, it's one of those things that um, with Equip, because I love, you know, I've got that nerd side of me uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, videos and uh, Instagram, social media, all that sort of stuff, right? Uh, that bit of geekery in me that uh, I really do love making content, whether it's uh, you know, podcasts or uh, videos or whatever the case may be. Now, podcasts for me being so introverted are have always been easy other than figuring out topics. Uh, when you get to topic 400 and something and most of your episodes are solo episodes and you're trying to be, um, you know, as authentic and truthful as possible uh, in trying to give you guys value, it can be difficult to... 
try to think of episode ideas without repeating past ones. Interviews are different. Interviews, you don't even have to worry about any of that. It's just a new interview. You just, you know, you interview a new person. They're the ones sharing the story and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but individual episodes are so much more difficult. But for me, being introverted, they're nice because I'm introverted. I'm by myself. I can be, you know, nobody's watching me and all that sort of stuff. Videos have always been a challenge. Uh, doesn't matter if there's a, uh, you know, I, I have a million topics to cover or not. They're always a challenge, especially if I'm outside uh, in, you know, customer properties on my own driveway, whatever the case may be. I don't know if it'll ever get easy for me to do that sort of stuff um, just because you naturally become self-conscious about what people think, what, you know, neighbors watching, customers watching, uh, strangers walking down the street watching. It's one of those things. But at Equip Expo, it's like... um, completely freeing for me because I'm able to walk around. I don't even think about other people looking at me and thinking I'm a dork. (laughs) It's one of those things. I just don't care. Um, What helped uh, as well this year was um, a piece of paper, a piece of paper, which is pretty meaningless, um, but it just was like, kind of like my superpower this year. And that was my media badge, uh, which is kind of a strange thing to think, right? It's just a piece of paper, you know, my Equip Expo badge that hangs around my neck, but it's a different color and it says media on it instead of, you know, participant or whatever, right? And I don't know if that subconsciously helped me or whatever it was, but it was just one of those things that, you know, what do the media do? They cover things, they cover events, they cover booths, they do interviews, they do that. So of course, they're going to have cameras, of course, they're going to be filming and stuff like that, right? Um, So I don't know if that had something to do with it or not, or just being in a place where, you know, it was most people that, you know, 99.9% of the people don't know who I am, and, you know, will never know who I am. And the other, you know, 0.1% that do know who I am, expect me to film anyways. They're the ones that watch the videos and and, uh, listen to the podcasts and stuff like that. So they expect me to be uh, creating content. And, you know, between those two factors, um, it was just so freeing to be able to just go and just pump out content, video after video after video, just, you know, to be able to just walk up to people and asked them if they wanted to do booth video and stuff like that. And speaking of which, I did get, there was two incidents that I got turned down for booth videos. And so the first one, interestingly enough, was this product. And I'm not even going to talk about the product because, well, we'll explain in a minute. I was walking through this, you know, looking at the expo, I saw a particular thing that I thought this is fantastic. This is something that the world should know about, especially in this industry, especially in like sort of the kind of uh, audience that I speak to and stuff like this is great. Like I didn't even know this existed. And their booth consisted of two people, two salespeople, and there was nobody around. It was like crickets and tumbleweeds. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, nobody's around. Like, no, like, what the heck? And so I started poking around, looking and stuff. And then uh, the older gentleman, who looked like he was in charge, asked me how I was doing and all that sort of stuff. And then I said, hey, you know, do you want to film a video and stuff? And their response was, no, thanks. We've got a computer at home. We, we post stuff. I was like, you don't want me to film a video and put it on social media? And they're like, nope. And I was just like, my jaw hit the ground. I was like, what the heck? Like, you're at the Equip Expo. The whole point, number one, it's pretty expensive to have your booth there. Number two, the whole point is to tell the world about your product. And somebody comes along and offers to film a video about your product and share it 
and you don't want them to? I was just like, they do not get it. Like that makes no sense at all. So that's why I won't even mention what the product is. Even as great as it is, I won't mention it because that's not, they didn't want me to. So I won't mention it. I won't talk about it. Uh, but it was just like, that's crazy. The next one was the General Motors booth. And they had an electric truck there and they had their like um, cab over trucks uh, there and like a dump truck and stuff like that. And I was like, that, hey, that would be cool. I'd like to do a video on that, the different you know, landscaping trucks and stuff and, and things that they have. And I asked if somebody was available to do um, uh, a video tour on camera. And they're like, no, corporate won't let us do that. And I was like, number one, the the BS meters were going off. Corporate won't let them do it. Yeah, corporate won't let you do that. Corporate's going to have you guys sitting here at a trade show uh, for a major corporation. And they're not going to want you to do uh, free advertising of your uh, products and stuff. Now, in both of those cases, there was one common thread. And I think it has more to do with uh, than... Uh, any excuses about we do our own, uh, you know, social media stuff or corporate won't do it. And it was that both booths were with older gentlemen. And I think that was the issue is that they just don't get it either on the GM side. I think the, he just didn't want to be on camera um, to do it, which is, okay, that's fine or whatever. But then GM should have somebody else there to be able to do that. This is an event that the media is going to be at. The media is going to be creating uh, content for. There should be somebody there available that is willing to be on camera. On the other side, the other product, it should be somebody, well, for them, it's it's their own product, uh, but they just didn't get it. They just don't understand the power of social media, the power of having uh, stuff out there. Uh, and it was crazy because it's like I wasn't asking them for money. I wasn't asking them for anything. I genuinely thought this is a fantastic product. I'd like to make a video and show it to my audience. And they're like, no, thanks. So at any rate, those were the only two um, instances where it was kind of weird. It was like, what the heck? Uh, but every other booth that I went to was uh, absolutely receptive to uh, having videos done, uh, to uh, taking the time out uh, to answer my questions, to do uh, booth tours and all that stuff. Uh, so it was fantastic on that side. And then, of course, uh, the cherry on top with Equip Expo, of course, is all the familiar faces, is meeting the new faces, uh, of people that fellowship uh, that I talk about. Uh, so that uh, was absolutely fantastic as well. And all of the other little activities and stuff uh, that you got to, um, you know, the different rallies and meetups and stuff. There's so many of them starting now uh, that I was uh, noticing uh, online, people having a meetup here and other ones having meetups here and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, that whole part of it uh, uh, is absolutely uh, fantastic uh, as well. And, and, um, you know, one of the common themes of what people answered when I asked them about, uh, uh, you know, in my little uh, two question interviews for attendees uh, was uh, just seeing all the people each year. That was a very common uh, answer uh, from people uh, that I interviewed. So uh, just, you know, fantastic. Um, if you didn't get a chance to go this year, uh, I would definitely say it was worth it. Um, even for me with a long travel, uh, you know, it was an entire day there and back. Um, you know, I'm still pretty exhausted. I came back on Saturday. Uh, the full day traveling, it's now uh, Monday and I'm still wiped out from it. Uh, just from the go, go, go uh, those days. I think I worked harder than uh, I do on my lawn care business uh, working at that expo. Uh, just it was nonstop going back and forth, uh, creating videos and all that sort of stuff and talking to people and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, 
just absolutely fantastic. I would definitely say uh, you should absolutely go at least once. Uh, but just keep in mind that once you go, you're probably going to want to go multiple times. Uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, registration uh, for the Equip Expo 2024 is already open. They literally opened it. Uh, while we were there, uh, I saw somebody with a little stand there at the expo, uh, already, um, you know, uh, registering people for the next year. And then they put out an email, uh, right away to, uh, you know, uh, the media, uh, saying that, uh, you know, registration is open already. So usually they wait a few months, uh, I think into the new year, uh, before they start this year, they just rolled right into it. Right. So, uh, if you want to book your tickets for equip expo 2024, uh, you can absolutely do so. Uh, code Julio saves you 50% off. Uh, so, you know, uh, you're going to have a bunch of extra time here to be able to uh, plan for next year. Uh, and, uh, to be able to do that, uh, it's a different week. I believe it's October, uh, the week of the 18th. Um, to do that. So, uh, just double check, uh, for next year, uh, for the equip expo, uh, to see, uh, what, um, what days, let me just do a quick check and just see here, uh, what days it is <coughs> for uh, the expo next year. Uh, so equip expo, October 15th to 18th, uh, 2024. Uh, so you want to make sure, um, that, uh, you know, you you book that uh, and get that. Uh, and again, early bird uh, registration uh, is $25 <clears throat> for the show. So, uh, you know, you get 50% off of that with my code. So again, same deal as last year. So it's about 12 bucks uh, to book your show passes using code Julio. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.